Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So if you spend a little time on the admissions website, you may have come across a program called Future Year Scholars. Future Year Scholars is a deferred enrollment program for exceptional college seniors as well as fifth-year master students, and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more with my colleague who leads our Future Year recruitment efforts, Taylor Fisher, about the program, uh, its goals, and the admissions process. So if you are a Future Year Scholar applicant or a prospective student, this conversation is not to be missed. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Taylor Fisher. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brett. How's it going? Thanks so much for having me. I I will say this is my first podcast um, and really looking forward to it. So uh, tell us just a little bit more about who you are and what you do here at the Darden School. Yeah, absolutely. So as Brett mentioned, I am a a colleague of his on the admissions team um, and work most closely with um, our Future Year Scholars program. But I guess a little bit more about me. I I graduated from the University of Virginia with my bachelor's degree just a couple of years ago. That gets increasingly more awkward to say out loud. Um, But my background's in psychology, but had a lot of experience working with students as an undergrad, and it's something I really enjoy doing here at Darden. And as you mentioned, you work closely with our Future Year Scholars program. Um, For our listeners who are less familiar with that program, what is Future Year Scholars? Yeah, absolutely. So the Future Year Scholars program here at Darden is a deferred admissions program. So it's really geared towards undergraduate students who are interested in maybe pursuing their MBA after uh, acquiring a few years of work experience. It's it's almost like an incentivized pathway to our same two-year full-time residential MBA program here. What do you enjoy about working with this program? You have been, you know, really here since you know, basically the program's inception, and, and so you've been able to put your stamp and your fingerprints on it. And it's clear, you know, as a as a colleague working with you, that you have a lot of passion for, the, for this population. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. No, it it is true. I really do enjoy working with candidates for this program. I think more so than anything, um, because I really do identify with many of them and where they are at this stage of their lives. Um, like I mentioned. And just a few short years ago, I was in their shoes, you know, wrapping up my, my college degree. And I think many candidates that are exploring this program um, are a little bit uncertain about what the next stages of their life are going to look like. And I was also um, one of one of those kind of folks. So I think working with these students and also just seeing their the energy and excitement surrounding what's um, what's next in the unknown is really rewarding. Um, I think from a programmatic standpoint, I've enjoyed working with the program from the very beginning. It's been very exciting to tackle new challenges with my colleagues um, and uh, never, know, never know what's next around the corner. Um, keeps it interesting for sure. So some of our listeners uh, may be wondering, gosh, you know, how do I figure out if I even want to get an MBA, let alone, let alone apply to business school? You know, how, Obviously, you talk with a lot of people who are likely kicking around that idea. Should I get an MBA? Why should I get an MBA? How do you answer that question? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best place to start is to do a little bit of your own research. I think there's a lot of information that's available online, both on our website um, and others. Um, But that's always a great place to start. But I will also say I I do have many conversations with prospective students at at various stages of the exploratory phase. Um, And in general, I would say a a piece of advice I would offer would be don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I have conversations with students who have 
just heard about the NBA for the first time. Um, that would have been me just a few short years ago. Like I mentioned, my background is not in business. I studied psychology as an undergraduate student and took a lot of classes within more of the uh, the social science realm of things. So really knew very little um, about the versatility of the degree and the types of opportunities it um, presents to our students. Um, so I would say, you know, do a little bit of research on your own online, but you're always welcome to schedule a conversation with a member of our team, um, which you can easily access on our website. So you mentioned at least one of the benefits of the, of the Future Year Scholars program is that you know you can you can start your career and know that that you have Darden as an option in, in two, three, or four years. Uh, for you, what do you see as some of the other benefits of the program? Yeah, absolutely. So that I, d- I do think removing some of that uncertainty surrounding what's what's next is is a huge benefit. But beyond that, there are other incentives. Um, we're very fortunate in that being a scholars program, there is a guaranteed scholarship um, awarded to each student that's admitted, um, in addition to being considered for all of Darden's other merit-based scholarship. Um, beyond that, though, I think it's the access, you know, the access to the greater Darden network and the community during these first few years um, after graduation that is what proves Proves truly invaluable down the road. Um, it's the connection um, that these future year scholars are forging, not only with each other, but with Darden faculty, with members of our um, alumni community. Um, I can already see how down the road that could be hugely beneficial um, to some of these these younger students. Um, beyond that, there is also career support um, awarded to any of our future year scholars that um, find they're in need of a little bit of extra advice um, and opportunities for more formalized mentorship um, from members of the Darden community, whether it's a current student or um, an alumnus. So you mentioned scheduling a conversation as a great sort of next step if someone wants to learn about future year scholars. Um, you know, how... What would be, you know, the best way to use that conversation? I imagine you talk to people. I mean, we talked a little bit about orienting towards an MBA. What are some other things that you might might talk about on the on those calls? Yeah, so we, I I would say each call it really varies. You know, it differs mm-hmm. from person to person. Many times, I'll speak with candidates just about you know their own personal background and what they're studying and what they're most interested in, and whether or not an MBA might be complementary um, to their experience, um, and if it really makes sense for their and make sense for their career goals. Um, we'll also talk a little bit more about application specifics, depending on where the applicant is in, in that application timeline. Um, sometimes candidates have questions about how to frame certain parts of their college experience within the application. Um, we'll also talk about you know tips and tri- tricks for navigating the interview process. There is a required interview as a part of the application process for this program. Um, so can talk about ways to best present yourself and your experiences um, during that interview. Um, but the time these conversations are really um, meant to be casual and informative. Um, happy to answer questions big or small, um, whether it's about Darden, whether it's about your own personal background, um, or, or the application process. So conversation is a great way to make a personal connection. What are some next steps? So I've decided that an MBA might be right for me. I want to drill down a little bit more on Darden. What are some additional next steps? Yeah, absolutely. So for students who um, who can, I would always say, you know, visiting us here on Darden Grounds is a great way to get a feel for um, what our community is really like. Um, I'm speaking specifically to undergraduate students at UVA. I think this is a little bit easier for, for them, given that we're right here on grounds. Um, but I also think connecting with other members of our community um, is a great way to learn more. Um, 
one thing that's a little bit different from um, the undergraduate exploratory process. You know, as you're exploring MBA programs, I think it's important to really get a sense for what the unique student experience is like by connecting with current students. Um, so we actually have a, a great portal on our webpage. You can contact a student ambassador and learn more about their firsthand experience in the classroom, um, in the recruiting process. Um, there's also a way for you to contact an alumni ambassador as well um, and just learn about how Darden has sub continued to support them in um, their career. I think those are great ways to learn a little bit more about our program and about the community. So we're recording this conversation in late January, and uh, a flurry of future year activity over the past couple of weeks, uh, launch of the application, uh, the announcement of the application deadlines for the 2019 cycle. You want to share a little bit more about some of your application-related news? Yeah, absolutely. So very excited to have launched the application um, for the Future Year Scholars program just last week. Um, and um, students that have graduated between last September of 2018 and this upcoming August of 2019 with a bachelor's degree um, or students in a fifth-year master's um, program and are graduating within those two dates um, are eligible to apply this upcoming spring and summer. Um, but like you mentioned, we, um, we do have three deadlines for this program, and those deadlines are March 1st, May 1st, and August 1st. And a couple of important distinctions there. Admissions are not rolling. Um, each of those deadlines kind of acts as an independent round, if you will, in and of itself. Um, in that if you apply before a specific deadline, no applications will be reviewed before then. Um, but once that deadline passes, we'll review applications, we'll extend invitations to interview, and we'll make final decisions. Um, I would say those deadlines really serve to just capture students that are at different parts of the, um, the application phase. Some students who perhaps have already taken a standardized test and have been exploring this type of program or business school for a while are encouraged to apply in our March deadline if they feel their application is, is ready and strong. Students that are, uh, need to take a little bit more time to either take a standardized test or perhaps just get all of their um, ducks in a row um, are encouraged to wait until they feel like their application will be at its strongest. Um, a couple of other important things to note, there truly is no strategic advantage in applying earlier um, in that there's no cap per se in the number of students we admit in each of these rounds. My best advice to candidates is always just to apply when you're ready and when your application is strongest. But if candidates do have questions about those specific deadlines and, and how the deadlines function, I encourage them to reach out mm -hmm. either via email or to uh, schedule a conversation. So no application fee, right, uh, to apply? It, no application fee to apply. How could I have missed that? <laughs> that well, I, always, I remember being in college, uh, and <laughs> it was a while back for me, unfortunately, not just two, really? two years removed. But, um, you know, I think that is, that is always nice to know that um, this is something that doesn't require that additional investment. And obviously, it costs money to take, take the GMAT or GRE, but um, to apply to Darden for, as a future year scholar. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also add beyond that, you know, beyond there not being an application fee, for candidates that are ultimately not successful in the process this go-round, um, our admissions team is happy to offer feedback um, on ways candidates can strengthen their application to Darden in the future. So a common question I get is, well, if I apply to Darden as a future-year scholar and I'm not admitted, is this going to hurt my chances down the road? And the short answer is absolutely not. If anything, I think it really does demonstrate interest in our program 
and, and us early on. And down the road, if a student does choose to apply to Darden again, I think that would only be looked upon favorably. You're right. It is such a great opportunity to get a sense of what applying to business school looks like and feels like and what a business school interview looks and feels like, right? Our, our approach to interviewing is a little bit different than some other schools or maybe from interviews that people have had. It's not behavioral, it's conversational, all these kinds of things. And yeah. so getting a taste for that, sort of breaking breaking the ice a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that is a pretty important distinction. The application for the Future Year Scholars Program and the application process at large almost exactly mirror um, the process for candidates that are applying what I call the traditional route. So really is a great way to get a, get a feel for what the application process is like um, for, a, for a graduate business school. So the question that's typically on most people's minds as you sort of think through your business school decision is, you know, why here? Why, why Darden? So what's, what's your particular pitch for, for why, why Darden when you talk with future year candidates? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of our biggest differentiators here at Darden is the fact that we're a case-based school. You know, our faculty utilize the case method in the classroom. Um, and for those of you that are a little less familiar, the case method um, is a very discussion-driven approach um, to learning. Case is truly just a fancy word for a business scenario. Um, and in our classroom, our students are encouraged to share both their personal and professional perspectives um, each and every day and really puts them in the seat of, of that decision maker, really prepares them to be able to make decisions, to make business decisions, given sometimes limited information, um, and also allows them to learn how to synthesize multiple perspectives um, and make that decision at the end of the day. Um, so that's certainly a differentiator in terms of the learning experience. Um, beyond that, though, I think the, the strength of our community here is very strong. Um, given that each graduating class is only around 330 students or so, I find many of our students have the opportunity to get to know most, if not all, of their peers um, during their two years here. Um, I think this is very different from other programs in which you might have a class size of six, seven, even an upwards of 800 students. Um, and sometimes many of those individuals may have pre-established networks if you're um, attending a program that's in a larger metropolitan area. One thing that's unique about our program in our community here is the vast majority of our students are coming in from outside of Charlottesville. And I think it really gives them time to um, focus on not only their studies, but their relationships with their peers. Um, and I think many of them would say that's a truly valuable part of their experience here. Those are so many great points, the interplay between the learning experience, right, the social participatory learning experience, the fact that you're in this smaller community, right? Darden itself is small, so you're learning about your classmates in class. You're obviously really engaged with the school. It's a place where student self-governance matters a lot, um, and students really run the extracurricular life of the school. And then you're all living in this place, a smaller smaller town. Where everybody's relocated for these two years. And so you sort of layer all that together, and you get really deep relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So what um, what's your number one tip? for applicants, right? So obviously, you know, everybody's situation is unique. Everybody um, sort of has, has strengths to their, their own story and their, and their background and their application. But what's the one thing that you always advise people to keep, keep on their minds as they work on their application? Absolutely. And I, I do really like this question. And we actually ran a blog post last week where I, I gave a lot of time and thought into, you know, what is that one piece of advice, if I could give one piece of advice to candidates? And I'll start by saying I do think it is a little bit cliche and something people hear quite often. But I really, truly do think it's important. And I think 
in this process, it's important to be authentic and to be yourself. Um, candidates have to remember that, you know, while they're getting to know us as a program, we're also getting to know them. And it can be really challenging for us to make an accurate assessment as to, you know, whether or not a student will not only succeed, but enjoy their time here and be an active participant in our community if they're not presenting, again, that authentic version of themselves in their application, in those essays, um, and during the interview, too. Um, a tip I'll give candidates as it relates to authenticity in the essays, you know, I think having a close friend um, or a family member read your essays and ask them, does this sound like me? Um, is this something I would say? Is this how I would if is this how you would see me responding to this question um, is a really great check. Um, but again, it's I do think it's important to be authentic in the application process and not assume um, that we're looking for certain criteria. And that's because truly we're looking for lots of different types of people um, to build our class. It's very important to us that the class is diverse on a variety of different metrics in terms of academic experience, professional experience, personal experience and background, um, especially given that we're a case-based program and it is an entirely discussion-driven classroom. Um, I think it's, again, important to have people that can contribute different perspectives to, to maximize the growth there. Um, so bringing it back again in the process, important to be authentic and be honest and, and be yourself. I, I really like that advice. And I, and I do think sometimes when you talk with prospective students about, about being authentic, it can feel a little pat. Um, but the reality is, you know, we are a school that cares deeply about who you will be um, in the classroom, on a learning team, how you'll impact your classmates' learning experience, what you'll contribute. Sure. Um, and I think uh, there are a lot of ways that we can get to know you both as a prospective student, even before you apply, and obviously once you apply, um, schedule a conversation, you know, come to a class visit, uh, meet us at, at an event. I know you travel around. You go to a lot of, a lot of colleges and universities. <laughs> you're on the road. So, uh, I so. am quite often. So um, hopefully you'll take Taylor up on some of these opportunities and make a personal connection. Um, that's one of the best parts about recruiting for the Darden School. Um, so Taylor, I know you're a busy guy. I believe you are. You're heading across grounds uh, later <laughs> later this evening to uh, to make a presentation. But I really appreciate your taking time. And I appreciate you having me, Brett. Thank you so much. And that was my conversation with Taylor Fisher, a member of our admissions committee, who leads our future year scholars recruitment efforts. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we are all ears. We can be reached at Darden at Virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.